This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn and E2C Network family, this is your editor's note at the beginning of this episode. This was actually recorded the night before all of the drama broke loose, from the firing of Coach Harson to the appointment of interim head coach Cadillac Williams. All of this commentary is before all that. So keep that in mind as you're listening. You'll probably hear some things that feel a little out of place. But we wanted to salvage the episode because it's got some good content previewing the game ahead, but also talking about some of the other SEC matchups from the previous week. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. War Eagle. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. It is time to review the other dogs that we're facing this this season in this Mississippi State. You know, dogs over there in Mississippi State land, Stark <laughs> Vegas, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something yeah, for them. I don't know much they, about yeah, I don't Starkville, the, the, but I don't know much about Starkville, so it's it's a in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's and, what I've heard. Yeah. I mean and their stadium's kind of interesting if you've ever been there. Um, they have it's an open, you know, stadium where one end is pretty much their big jumbotron, and they have it almost looks like a glorified uh, high school stadium. Like it's just bigger, um, and it's it's okay. Like they're fine. Um, but what's what's kind of interesting is you know they have their their bells. You know, their clang of clang is out there going at it. And they're, it's very deafening for any anybody who comes in there. And, uh, I mean, every time I've come into, I think I've gone now to two or three games in Starkville. And every time, it, it feels like you come out of a super loud concert because your ears are ringing. And I've come out, I think, most times with a headache. So, I don't know how the fans do it, honestly. Like, the Mississippi State fans you're ringing your own cowbell and you know, it's right near your own ear. Like, I, I don't understand how they're not getting headaches because I certainly did. <laughs> yeah. I'm but, surprised. Haven't they gone back and forth over the years on if that's allowed or not? And I know it's allowed now, but I feel yeah. like they t- took it away, brought it back, took it away. And now they've, it's been back for several years now. Yeah. Like and, artificial and, noise, not, not cowbell, but they've been essentially artificial noise makers. Yeah. And, and, one of the rules recently, and I want you as fans to watch for this during the game, is they're not allowed. As soon as the center gets over center, you know, over the ball, then the bells have to stop. The cowbells have to stop. I every game I've watched and been a part of for Mississippi State, they've never done that. They they keep ringing them. Oh well, yeah, almost not, yeah, until really. almost until kickoff or you know whatever or the snap or whatever it is. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that seems illegal. Yeah, what are they gonna do? I mean, like they can't go pimp. I mean, I guess they could throw that person out. I don't know, but they're yeah. There's yeah, no but way if it's gonna... like you know all the student section, what are you gonna do? Yeah, throw there's no the student section. Yeah, they're not no gonna way. do that. Yeah, that's why. I mean, they probably never thought this through, but I mean, theoretically, somebody at another school could create some really high pitched artificial device that you. Br- I mean, who? What's to keep that device from being brought in? I don't know. Right. But you and, put that in your cell phone and you just jack up the noise on that. You know? Yeah, I, I'm surprised they let them do it. But it is what it is. That's not going to be the reason we lose. There will be many others. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of reasons why we're going to lose this game. That's not one of them. I mean, but really. You know what's shocking is I was looking 
because I was thinking, all right, we're going to Starkville. Mississippi State is uh, now five and three. Auburn is three and five. What what are we gonna do? Like, is there an is there a chance? Like to me, no. there's no chance. Yeah, and I'll yet, settle this. No. And yet, right now, there's you know ESPN and all their algorithms give us an eighteen percent chance, and I'm like, how? <laughs> Like, I, I guess they don't take into account that all the other stuff going on of the coach get about to get fired and all that. Well, do they give, you know, on the SAT, they, a rumor has always been they give you like a certain amount of points for getting your name right. Do they go ahead and oh throw a cert? Do they give you a certain amount thinking the other team may not show up? Like, is that a built-in? <laughs> like, there's an 18% yeah. chance Mississippi State does not show up, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, I don't know poisons all of the players yeah, they get, yeah like they all get, they all get it's sick. not gonna be that but yeah. you know like that's not gonna happen because it's at starkville i mean like again i'm being facetious with that example but you know it seems kind of ridiculous i mean the line right now for the game is like 10 and a half points towards mississippi state's favor and i'm like that's pretty interesting i mean i i mean auburn's kind of shown like we we cannot even beat the line like we're, we're not even trying it seems like and so for me as an Auburn fan just at this point in the season I don't know I, I just feel like we can't do anything well and I, I hope the players can do well like I want us to but it's just like we're not at that spot you know, um, there were you know there were games where Tommy Tuberville would lose and you'd be surprised, and then he'd come back and win. You know, it was very rarely two in a row, and he'd win games he wasn't supposed to. And you know, Gus would Gus was more consistent on beating the teams he should beat. Mm-hmm. But you know, you always felt like okay, we just lost this one, or we, we're on a two game slide. We're going to come back. I have zero faith in this game. Like, there's not anything that makes me think we're going to win this ball game. Yeah, and it's a night game. So all those clang yeah, clangas are going to be even weirder and louder out there. <laughs> like, and I'm a, like during games, very negative before games. I am a really positive. I feel <laughs> like Auburn is going to, except for Georgia lately. There's even times I'm like, I think we could beat Alabama. I yeah. think we could do it. I mean, um, look, just look at last year. I mean, yeah. you, you had the chance and you just couldn't close it out. So for me to say zero chance, that's how bad it is. Because I don't think mm. there's any chance we win. Yeah. I mean, even coming into this game or into this season, I, I was already chalking this one up as a loss. And now that's just completely cemented in my mind. I mean, the, the only thing I think going for us is our defense, their struggle. And the worst part about it is their run defense. We can't stop the run. <laughs> Guess what? Mississippi State doesn't run. And if they were smart, they would run the ball on most of the plays. But they're a pass-heavy team just the, by nature of their offense under Mike Leach. So I don't think it's going to happen. So and maybe that gives us a little bit of a chance. But, it, I mean, like that's like a 1% chance in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously I'm joking. We have a percent because we're showing up, you would assume. But – um, uh, you're right. I mean, and Will Rogers, I think, has had games where he's thrown multiple interceptions. Um, you know, their thing appears to be they they'll get down in the red zone and can't score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was their problem against Bama. If you and obviously that's Bama, but I feel like that's a very common like they can drive the field, but they have a trouble punching it in. Yeah. I think well, that was guess a- what Arkansas did 
yeah. know, this last week. They were a hundred percent. If they got in the red zone, they were scoring. Yeah. And so well, when you can run, I mean, that's been the most disheartening this year is teams not even having to scheme to score in the red zone. They're just running it up the middle on us, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're not even having to be tricky; they're just running it right at us. So. I uh, got used to the old steel days where we would, yeah, well, you might get down in the red zone, but you weren't scoring. If you did, you're going to have to earn it. Um, right. That's not happening at all. Yeah. I mean, early this season, I, I, I heard a couple people, you know, coaches talking about, oh, we're going to bend but don't break. And I was like, oh, no, you already have that mindset. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good thing is we're not bending anymore. And we're just like breaking out the out, breaking on the outset. But that's right. So, hey, we're we're giving all we're showing all of our cards at this point <laughs> like i mean if you can't figure out how to beat auburn this year i mean you i mean missouri <laughs> how did they beat us i don't it, understand it, it was a it was a sign when i said it then too it's a sign when lsu had five yards passing mm-hmm. in the second half and they win the ball game like that yeah. should have been pretty telling of what was <laughs> what was to come mm-hmm so I mean, what's also kind of interesting now is Arkansas kind of showed that they can punch the ball in, and Mississippi State's struggling with that. Can Auburn – I think if we do have a chance, we need to stop Mississippi State in the red zone, keep them to fill goals. Um, and even then, like, to make it a game that we could potentially win, I think you got to keep it in the 20s. Like, if it gets into the 30s, I, I don't see – Auburn having a chance yeah uh, and again we keep saying it we've said it before it's got to be a dirty game it can't be clean um I I personally would love to kind of pull out some crazy plays because at this point in the season like how are you going to get players to get motivated I, I feel like one of the ways you could potentially do that as a coaching staff for Auburn pull out your trick plays because guess what players love trick plays running the crazy play you know like shinker under center who flips it to robbie like who in their mind thought that was a good play it thankfully worked but you know that's kind of an interesting like wrinkle to it or like you know early in the season where you had like uh tj finley in there takes a snap flips it out to robbie and then robbie flips it out to tank and you're like that was brilliant like that's kind of cool like i want to see some more of those innovative type plays um you know just to keep our offense kind of engaged as soon as we lose engagement i mean it's there's no chance of coming back from that all right so let's talk about our score predictions here uh preseason i had us losing by three points i'm definitely upping that to 14 points for now uh you had actually predicted us to win so what an idiot (laughs) (laughs) who is this guy I mean, well, one of your lot, one of your reasons for that was you were talking about Schmetting shutting down Mississippi State's offense. So, mm. I, I mean, I I like the idea because Schmetting was a you know linebacker coach for us, and you know we we're thinking secondary was going to be strong, and I still think our secondary is pretty decent. So maybe that gives us a chance, but I don't know if that gets us a win. I mean, you do make a good point. I mean, as far as matchups go, it's the best matchup for us on the schedule left. I mean, they, they don't really try to run the ball much and that is our weakness and secondary is, you know, potentially the best or second best part of the defense. So, you know, you never know what could happen on that front, but, um, 
Yeah, I think 14 is probably good, safe spot to be at. I'll, I'll go with you on that and say we lose by 14. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's transition to maybe a more t- fun topic. Let's talk about other teams because I think you and I are to the point where it's like, man, this is it's just the recurring cycle over and over for Auburn football, and it mm-hmm. hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about some other games. So Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss, number 15, you know, they had just lost. Uh, they were in a close battle against Texas A&M, won the game. 31 to 28. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Uh, one of the plays, JJ Pegues was in there and he runs a fake punt for a first down. Yep. I love that. I love a big man getting some, some uh, running out there. There was another, I forget. It was a smaller school did something very similar. And I was like, he even turtled the guy. Um, so anyway, we saw JJ Pegues when he was at Auburn hurdle people and he's like 300 something pounds. So, so well, it's, Lane that's will fun do, to watch. I've mentioned in the previous podcast that Lane would be my number one target, but he'll do some things that I'm like, oh, because that was on his own 25-yard line <laughs> where he ran that fake punt. And J.J. Pegues only got it because he's super athletic and was able to essentially hover in air because <laughs> they went and reviewed it, and I don't know how his knee did not go down, but it did not. I so mean, he got, he dude's got it a the, freak athlete. Yeah, he got it by the nose of the football because he somehow kept his knee elevated. Wow. <laughs> um, something else kind of interesting. Uh, at the end of the game, they were interviewing Lane Kiffin right after they won, and uh, he was asked, I think, by Cole Kublik, and I was like, this is a brilliant question. What would you wear, or what are you going to wear for Halloween? And he responded, maybe I'm going to dress up as Jimbo, as a joker. And oh, I was like, hey-o. oh, shots fired at Jumbo. And I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Lane likes to troll. I mean, he'll, I'm, I'm glad he, he is so quick witted too. Like, I, I, you know, we got Mike Leach who says some crazy stuff, but I feel like Lane Kiffin is on that same level where you're just like, wow, that actually came out of his mouth. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're fun guys to uh, – <laughs> got to be fun to interview. Um, yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. And, um, you know, they – they uh, and these were legit calls, but that game shifted on a drive where there were like three pass interference calls and a face mask against A&M. Ole Miss was struggling for a while, and then that, they scored on that drive and then took the game over. But um, – and they were legit calls. Um I, I'm surprised Ole Miss, Jackson Dart for them, has become a runner. I mean, he's I guess that's something Lane just does, but, you know, he turned that other guy last year into a runner too. So Jackson Dart, who does mm. not appear to be a runner, yeah, but runs the ball more than Robbie Ashford does. So um, that's just something interesting to keep an eye on if, you know, things go a certain way. But, um, yeah, all in all, it was a good good ball game. A&M still running their basic offense. Um but they do got some freshmen that were making some plays. So if they stay around, they'll probably be pretty good in a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw, wasn't it their punter or maybe a backup punter left? And I was like, are you kidding me for Texas A&M? just, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And they had, a, they had a, I think, a true freshman quarterback playing. He played pretty well. Wow. Hmm. So, yep. Uh, they're playing a bunch of young guys, but Ole Miss, uh, yeah, Ole Miss hung in there and got the win. Yeah. Um, Georgia versus Florida. Uh, I feel like that was, it seems like a good game, right? 
and this one seemed like a decent game for for a minute i texted some of my georgia friends and i was like hey how y'all feeling y'all getting worried because at one point it was within a score of each other and they were getting a little worried um now georgia did end up pulling it out 42 20 or 42 to 20 so i mean you look at the end of the score you know on the scoreboard at the end of the game like it's it's fine like the georgia is able to pull it out no problems but florida is a trash team this year um so i mean that's just kind of where it's at um something else and i think i saw this somewhere uh did you realize that joe burrow and stetson bennett are the same age i didn't know that that's pretty crazy like think about it joe burrow who's this is his third year in the nfl and you got stetson bennett are both 25 years old and stetson's still in college that's Hmm. pretty crazy just kind of fun stat there yeah that's that's uh hmm. i wouldn't have thought stetson would have been the one to get them over that 40-year hump with the oh my gosh yeah championship but uh you know give them credit they built a team up that doesn't solely rely on a quarterback most teams rely on quarterback you gotta have a good quarterback or you don't win yeah and and stetson's a good quarterback but um tip a lot of teams need like a joe burrow or a cam newton or a tim tebow Mm -hmm. and right now really bama's relying on bryce young i mean they're not and they're loaded with talent but if they don't have him they'd be in a world of hurt because they're yeah they would he's making things just kind of happen on the fly Mm mm-hmm uh, another game uh, that happened this last week, Missouri uh, beats number 25, uh, South Carolina, uh, 23 to 10. Uh, I was just hanging out with some friends that went to South Carolina and they watched the game and, and they made a note. I, I feel like South Carolina is in a similar spot as Auburn with, uh, you know, as far as underdog, we love being the underdog. When we're, when we're predicted to win, we get scared out of our minds. And so uh, when Missouri, you know, it ends up beating you you're just like of course <laughs> this happens um but i mean i think that's just the growth of south carolina they're gonna have some losses like that but hey they're five and three um not the end of the world they're still um kind of got a you know they got a decent season going for them um under beamer uh another one and this will kind of round us out here uh tennessee beating kentucky uh this was i, I wasn't expecting this much of a one-sided nature of this game uh tennessee put up 44 points to kentucky's six i I mean most of the game it was shut out too so for tennessee to do that gets me super excited about the matchup for tennessee versus georgia was it's uh yeah next week number two versus number one i mean that that had all the makings of a trap game as well and against a good team and um I, I I will be surprised if Tennessee does not beat Georgia at this point. Right. Yeah, and I'm looking at right now, Georgia is favored by eight points. And I that's think that's insane. That, that's only because it's in Athens. It, 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 that's still insane. That doesn't matter. Right. Vegas to I don't, me is I don't think silly it matters. sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, Georgia may win the ball game, but to, if you're looking at Georgia and Tennessee and say, oh, yeah, Georgia's obviously eight points better, you can't say that. No. I mean, if – Georgia wins this game, it will be by one, two, or three points. Yeah, you can if, – <laughs> it will not be more than that. So, uh, the thing about Georgia is, and he is amazing, but the few plays I watched, they're still so, they're still heavily reliant on Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. And yep. Tennessee will sling it around to anybody. Right. And they, they made Alabama's secondary look silly. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's Saban's is, defense. Yeah. And, and Saban doesn't fool around with secondary. And Georgia's secondary is younger. Mm-hmm. So I, I again, I don't know. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like I'm a huge Tennessee fan, but it's just, I just silly things. I'm like, no, they're not an eight point favorite. Yeah, I don't three. see that. Three is more. Give them the home field advantage. Give them the three. Right. Okay, and then let's play ball. It doesn't yeah. matter, but it's just. Yeah. yeah. Um, something else about the the game. So this was, uh, you know, it was in Knoxville, and uh, they did some ceremony out in the middle of the field. The Tennessee basketball team came out. I don't know if you saw the video of it. But they had their SEC tournament uh, trophy with them, and they were they went over intentionally. It looked like to the Kentucky like <laughs> fans, and we're like holding it up, waving that's, at them. And I was like, "Oh man, I love drawing so much, especially this kind of way. Especially you know, think about it. Like, what was it preseason? Uh, Kentucky, you know, Cal Perry was you know." Uh, not supportive of the football yeah. team and vice versa and you're just like what the heck is going on there and, and just for you know tennessee to essentially be like ha, ha, kentucky we're good at both basketball and football haha <laughs> yeah that's uh that's uh pretty funny stuff yeah. all right jared any other final thoughts before you get out of here uh nope just uh no i don't think i have anything else to add all righty well, how can people stay in touch with you? They can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.